0: Faith in him or well, we are in faith school tonight. Amen? Amen. Thank you for being present. We appreciate your faith. we appreciate your expectation. Are you expecting to hear from the, the heart of our Father tonight? Yeah. Expecting to grow, expecting to come up, our expectation will not be cut off. Amen. Yeah. Our expectation comes from him, from him. From His presence, from His Word, from His Spirit, from Him. From Him. Go with me to 1 John chapter 5, verse 4. And you know we, Pastor, laid a foundation last week. And we're going to be talking about faith. And you should expect to hear faith coming from uh, being a part of heritage of faith. Right? 1 John chapter 5, verse 4, it says, Whatever is born of God overcomes the world. Say, that's me. And this is the victory that has overcome the world. Our faith. This is the victory that overcomes the world. Our faith. And the amplified it says. Even our faith. This is the victory that conquers the world. Even our faith. Whatever is born of God. Say that's me. that's me. Whatever is born of God. Is victorious over the world. And this is the victory. This is the victory that overcomes the world. This is the victory that conquers the world. This is the victory This is the victory, even our faith. What is the victory that overcomes the world? Our faith. Our faith. Where does faith come from? Romans chapter 10, verse 17. Now remember, we're in faith school, right? Where does faith come from? Romans 10, 17. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. We know that, right? Go with me to Ephesians chapter 2, verses 8 and verses 9. So, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. At some point in time in our life, more than likely you're here on Wednesday night, you've heard the Word concerning salvation, correct? You heard that Jesus is the way, He is the truth, He is the life. You heard that the only way for us to come back to the Father is through Jesus, right? You heard The word concerning salvation. And whenever you heard the word. What happened? Faith came. For us to receive salvation. Right? Ephesians chapter 2 verses 8 and verses 9. Verse 8 says. For by grace you have been saved through. Through what? Through faith. And not of yourselves. It is the gift of God. Not of works. Lest anyone should boast. So for by grace. You have been saved through faith. So, by grace, whenever you heard the word of God in the area of salvation, by grace. Grace, see this with me. There was an extension of God's hand by grace that did not come from me. It did not come from you. Grace came from who? God. Grace came from God. There was an extension of the ability of God to you and I. Then there was the faith present for us to receive eternal life, correct? It was a gift of God. So faith did not come from us. It came from? Grace did not come from us. It came from? It was a gift from? So God extended His ability and gave us the ability to receive His nature through the Word of God... Whenever we receive the word of God concerning salvation, we came from the kingdom of darkness, we came into the kingdom of Jesus Christ, and what happened? We were dealt the measure of faith. So he, he, reached, he reached his hand, his grace, his extension to you and I, because he loves us so much, Correct. And with that extension, in that extension was grace. And in that extension was faith. And we heard the word that we need a personal relationship with Jesus. We receive by faith the word concerning salvation. And now we come into the family of God. And Romans twelve three says that we have been dealt the measure of faith. Correct? Go with just to the left, Romans twelve three. 3. I want you to look at that. We're in faith school, so we're going to look over faith scriptures, right? Romans chapter 12, verse 3 because faith comes by hearing, and hearing by word. the word of God. So we're in the family of God. Say, I'm in the family of God. Verse 3 says, For I say, through the grace given to me, to everyone who is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly. As God has dealt to each one a measure of faith. So we come into the family of God and we are dealt the measure of faith. Now we know the word measure comes from the Greek word metron. And it means a predetermined extent or a portion of. Like if we were to go to your house or you were to come to our house and Heather made a pie. And she had a predetermined measure that she was going to give to everybody. That's what God does to you and I. He's no respecter of person, correct? So we come out of the kingdom of darkness, we come into the kingdom of Jesus Christ, and there is a measure of faith that each and every one of us um, received. We all start out at the same playing field, correct? Then it's up to us what we do with that measure, whether our measure stays small or our measure increases, is up to us. Not not God, correct? It says we're dealt the measure of faith. What does this faith look like? Go with me to Mark chapter 11 verse 22. So I say, "I I have faith. If you're in the family of God, you have the measure of faith. Mark chapter 11. Verse 22. It says, Jesus answered and said to them, have faith in God. One translation says, have the faith of God or have the God kind of faith. So when we come into the family of God and we're given a measure of faith or a portion of faith, it is a portion of the God kind of faith, the faith of God, and with this faith that you and I are given, he says, have faith in God. With the faith of God, we have faith in God. No matter what we're facing, the answer is always have faith in God. When we're dealing with something in our family, the answer is to have faith in in God. When we're dealing with something financially, the answer is always to have faith in God. When we're dealing with something physically, the answer is always to have faith in God. Whenever we're believing God to do the impossible, the answer is always to have faith in God. In God. Faith in God. Now, it's good to have faith in family, but He doesn't say have faith in family. He says have faith in God. It's good to have faith in your friends, but He doesn't say have faith in your friends. He says have faith in in God, he says, have faith in God, because God is the only one who does not fail, cannot fail, will never fail. Right. It's important to have faith in yourself or confidence in yourself. But he says, have faith in God. You might have faith in your boss, but he says, have faith. He might, it, it, you might have faith in the stock market, but he says, have faith in if we were to tie a rope from your faith, where would it end up? Would it be in God or would it be in family? Would it be in God or in job? In, in God or in finances? In God or in your gift? In God or in your friends? In God? Faith in God. Faith in God. Go with me to Second Timothy chapter 1. Say, I have faith in God. Faith in God. Faith in God. Faith in God. In God. Faith in God. Faith in God. 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 12. He says, For this reason I also suffer these things. Nevertheless, I'm not ashamed, for I know whom I have believed. I'm not ashamed, for I know whom I have believed. I know whom, not what, but whom... I have believed, and I am persuaded that he is able to keep what I have committed to him until that day. I am not ashamed, for I know whom I have believed. Not I know what I have believed, but I know whom I have believed. When I have faith in God, I'm knowing him as God, as healer, as provider, as deliverer, as guider, as front, as rear, as top, as bottom. In God, I am not ashamed, for I know who... Who I believe. And when I know who I believe in, there's confidence. I can't have confidence in somebody I don't know. But when I have confidence in my bride, I have confidence because I know her. I have confidence in God because we know Him. Have faith in God. Have faith in God. Have faith in God. Where is our faith? Is it in God? No matter where we're at or how gifted or whatever it is, have faith in God. Tonight, we're believing God to stir our faith in God. Our faith in God. And if our faith has gotten off a little bit and connected to something else, well, let's just get it right back on target tonight, right? Have faith in God. Have faith in God. He says, I am not ashamed. I'm not ashamed. Say, I'm not ashamed. Go with me to the left, Romans chapter 1, verses 16 and 17. So if we've come into the family of God, and we've been given the measure of faith, and we have faith in God, God gave us the faith to have faith in Him. What do we do with this faith? Now we know Galatians chapter 3, verse 11 says, The just shall... Live by faith, right? Hebrews chapter 10 verse 38 says the just shall live by faith. We're going to see again here in Romans chapter 1. Let's just start in verse 16. And he says, for I'm not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God to salvation for everyone who believes, for the Jew first and also for the Greek. For in it, the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith as it is written, the just shall live by faith. Now, in the Amplified Translation, it says, For I am not ashamed of the gospel, the good news of Christ. I'm not ashamed of the gospel, for it is God's power. I'm not ashamed of the word of God, for it is God's power. See, in order for the word of God to be real and the power to be real... Now, remember before you came into the family of God and you were in the kingdom of darkness, you weren't ashamed to think... The way you thought. You weren't ashamed to cuss like you cussed. You wasn't ashamed to drink like you drank. You wasn't ashamed to snort or shoot or whatever. You wasn't ashamed to act the way you acted. But now, in the family of God, in order for this power to be activated in our life, and the word power means the ability to get results. So in order, I've come out of the kingdom of darkness, i come into the kingdom of Jesus Christ, I've received the God kind of faith, and he says, now keep your faith connected in God, and don't you be ashamed... Of the gospel of the good news. It's good news. That you don't have to think like an addict anymore. But you can think like a redeemed, delivered person. It is good news that you don't have to think sick anymore. But you can think healed. It is good news that you don't have to think broke. But you can think blessed. It is good news that you don't have to think negative. But you can think positive. It is good news. He says now don't be ashamed of the word of God. For it is the good news. And it is the power of God. It is the power of God unto salvation. The word salvation comes from the Greek word soteria, which means soundness. The word of God is the power of God unto soundness. The word of God is the power of God unto healing The Word of God is the power of God unto prosperity. The Word of God is the power of God unto wisdom. The Word of God is the power of God unto deliverance. The Word of God is the power of God. The Word of God is the power of God to who? To those who believe. The Word of God is the power of God to those who believe. How do we believe right here? It says, uh, for those who believe with a personal trust... A confidence surrender. In other words, a personal trust that I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to personally choose to trust God more than I trust myself. I'm going to personally t- choose to trust God more than I trust my boss. I'm going to personally choose to trust God more than I trust the economy. I'm going to personally choose to trust God more than I trust the government. I'm going to personally choose to trust God. Remember, the word of God is the power of God to those who To those who believe, well, how do we believe with personal trust? Do you personally trust that God is healer? Do you personally trust that God is provider? Do you personally trust that God is the one who opens doors? Do you personally trust that God is the one who removes um, sickness and cancer and tumors and tuberculosis? And do you personally trust? It says, how do we believe? Not only with a personal trust, but with a confident surrender. That the Word of God is the power of God to those who believe with a personal trust, to those who believe with a confident surrender, to those who believe with a firm reliance. The Word of God is the power of God to those who believe. Now, how are we doing tonight? How are we doing with our Our personal trust. How are we doing with our confident surrender? How are we doing with our firm reliance? The word of God is the power of God. To those who believe. Do you believe? Do you believe with the personal trust? Do you believe with the confident surrender? Do you believe with the firm reliance? The word of God is the power of God. It is the ability to get results to all of those who believe. If we were to ask most people across the country... What is faith? Most people would say belief. Right? And that's partly true. Because faith is believing. But if... And you've heard this example. But it it, it bears repeating here. If I come in from the desert. And I, I sit down right here. And they sit. The glass of water right here. And I hadn't had water in several days. And I I just sit there and I just look at this water. And I just keep declaring, I believe that if I drink this water, I will not die. I believe that if I drink this water, I will not die. I believe, I mean, I can yell it at the top of my lungs. I believe that if I drink this water, I will not die. ka And I die. Now, is what I believe true? then how come ended up done? I didn't act on what I believed. So in order, true, true faith is not only believing, but it's also acting on what I believe. Kind of like a coin. In, in our, our society, a coin has to have a head and it has to have a tail, right? In order for there to be an exchange um, in our, our, our currency right? In our economy, it has to have a heads and it have to have a tails, right? But if it had two heads, it wouldn't work, right? If it had two tails, it wouldn't work, right? It has to have a heads and it have to have a tails in order for there to be an exchange. When the kingdom of God, let's say belief is the heads and action is the tails. I have to have belief and I have to have action in order for there to be an exchange in the kingdom of God. So I come out of the kingdom of God, I've, I'm dealt the measure of faith, and I, I, I have the faith of God, a portion of God's faith, and I have faith in God. Now it says, I'm not ashamed. Now don't, don't be ashamed of the Word of God, because the Word of God, it's good news that we're no longer... Um, Bound by sin It's good news that sin no longer has dominion over us It's good news that we're redeemed from the curse of the law It's good news that God's mercy is new every day It's, it's good news that whoever the sun sets free is free indeed it, It's good news To those who believe But when I truly believe something There's going to be actions Corresponding With what I believe So Let's just touch on three things really quick here. Faith in itself, we have faith in God, right? But faith is precious. You can write these down. Faith is precious, faith is powerful, and faith pleases God. Faith is precious, faith is powerful, and faith pleases God. Faith is precious. I come into the family of God, I'm given the measure of faith, I have faith in God, faith is how I live, 2 Corinthians chapter 5 verse 7 says, we walk by faith and not by sight, faith, we're not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God unto salvation, so when we stay in the word of God, faith is coming, right, and it's taking us from faith to faith, and it becomes precious to us, because He's precious to us. First, First Peter. Go to the right of where we're at. First Peter chapter 1. Say, so I have faith in Him. Faith. And my faith is precious. My faith is precious. I remember years ago I was doing a, a military service. I can still see this West Texas town. I mean, it, it was like a... Uh, just a movie. I mean... Doo-doo. You know, no grass, just dirt out there. And I'm I'm sitting here talking to this military chaplain. And we're talking about faith and talking about faithfulness and the things of God. And he'd been at this for years and years. And he says, You know, I don't trust anybody that their faith hasn't been tested. In other words, he was saying, A faith that is tested is a faith that can be trusted. In other words, when all hell has broke loose, you kept your faith in God. Whenever you got the doctor's report, you kept your faith in God. Whenever finances didn't line up the way you wanted them to, you kept your faith in God. Whenever people exited stage left in your life, you kept your faith in God. No matter what you faced, you kept your faith in God. A faith that has been tested is a faith that can be trusted because you realize your faith isn't in you your faith is in in God 1 Peter chapter 1 verse 7 he says that the genuineness of your faith being much more precious than gold that perishes though it is tested by fire may be found to praise and honor and glory at the revelation of Jesus Christ I want to read it again that the genuineness of your faith being much more precious than gold, much more precious than gold that perishes, though it is tested by fire, may be found to praise, honor, and glory at the revelation of Jesus Christ. Your faith is precious. How precious is your faith to you? Go with me to Luke chapter 15. Say, my faith is precious. precious. Luke chapter 15. So faith is precious. Faith is powerful. And faith pleases God. Luke chapter 15, verse 8. Or what woman, having ten silver coins, if she loses one coin? I know you don't have this in my notes up there, but I want to start in verse 1. Luke 15, verse 1, Then all the tax collectors and the sinners drew near to him to hear him, and the Pharisees and scribes complained, saying, This man receives sinners and eats with them. So he spoke this parable to them, saying, What man of you, having a hundred sheep, if he loses one of them, does not leave the ninety-nine in the wilderness and go after the one which is lost until he finds it? Why would he go after that lost sheep? Because it's precious. And when he has found it, he lays it on his shoulders, rejoicing. Why would he rejoice? Because it's precious, right? And when he comes home, he calls together his friends and neighbors, saying to them, Rejoice with me, for I have found my sheep which was lost. Why would he be rejoicing? Why would he be calling his friends and neighbors? Why? Because it's precious to him, right? Verse 7, I say to you that likewise there will be more joy in heaven over one sinner who repents than over the 99 just person who need no repentance. Verse 8, what woman, having ten silver coins, if she loses one coin, does not light a lamp and sweep the house and search carefully until she finds it? Why would she light a lamp? Because that coin is precious to her, right? That, that equals, you know, a, a, each coin equals a day's wage, and so this is 10 days wages to her. So she's going to light the lamp and she's going to clean. She's going to sweep. Why? Because that coin is precious to her. In verse 9, and when, when she has found it, she calls her friends and neighbors together. Why does she call her friends and neighbors together? Because it's precious to her, right? This is an interactive message, just so you know. <laughs> Um, saying, Rejoice with me, for I have found the peace which I lost. Likewise, I say to you, there is joy in the presence of the angels of God over one sinner who repents. Notice, he is comparing the sheep, he's comparing the coin, he goes on, and you can continue reading your own time, the two sons. Why does he rejoice at these things? Because those things are precious Precious to him. Our faith is precious. Peter said our, our, our faith is precious. It's more precious than gold. How precious is your faith to you? Because your faith is what brought you out of the kingdom of darkness and brought you into the kingdom of Jesus Christ. You know it takes faith to come near to God and to discover His plan for your life. It takes faith to once you discover the plan, to put the plan into motion. It takes place to change the way you think. It takes faith to change the way you speak. It takes faith to receive deliverance. It takes faith to receive healing. It takes faith. How precious is your faith? When your faith puts food on the table, it becomes precious. When your faith has delivered you over and over again, your faith becomes precious. When your faith helps you overcome every devil in hell, your faith becomes precious. When your faith rescues you from the jaws of death, your faith becomes precious. Faith is precious. Precious. This is when the shame becomes, it it begins to rip off your life. I'm not talking about being a fruit loop. I'm talking about being focused. That might be another servant. Are you a fruit loop or are you focused? (laughs) How precious is your faith? Luke 18. Go to the right of where we're at. Say, my faith is precious. My faith, is My faith is powerful. My faith pleases, God. My faith, pleases God. My faith is in God. My faith is in God. Now Luke chapter 18. Now you know this is the parable of the persistent widow. Let's just start verse 7. And shall God not avenge his own elect who cry out day and night to him? though he bears long with them, I tell you, this is verse 8, that he will avenge them speedily. Nevertheless, when the Son of Man comes, will he really find faith on the earth? Will he really find faith on the earth? In the it says, will he find persistent faith on the earth? Will he find, really, will he find faith on the earth? Whenever, Whenever Jesus returns, will he find faith? in your house will he find faith how precious is our faith because yeah we come out of the kingdom of darkness and we've received the measure of faith and our our faith is in God and we have a portion of the faith of God but is our faith precious enough that we continue to develop in our faith because he says when you come into the kingdom of God now Now, live by faith. This is the prescription for life, is to live by faith. To live by faith. How precious is your faith? It says, when Jesus comes, see, just like that woman that was searching for the coin, the Bible says when Jesus returns, he's going to be searching for faith. Just like that that person was searching for that lost sheep, when Jesus returns, he's going to be searching for faith. Second Chronicles 16, verse 9, it says, The eyes of the Lord run to and fro over the whole earth, looking for someone to show himself strong on their behalf. He's looking for faith. How precious is your faith? Because your faith is precious, but your faith is also powerful. Go to Luke 17, just to the left of where we're at. Say, My faith is precious. My faith is precious. Say, my faith is, my faith is powerful. And My faith pleases God. Now I realize. Say this. I realize. My faith comes from, God, faith comes from God. And faith God, and my faith is in God. Luke seventeen verse five. Now you know this is they're they're talking about faith here. In verse three and four, you can be talking about forgiveness. He says forgive seven times seventy. Verse five, and the apostle said to the Lord, increase our faith. So the Lord said, if you have faith? Mm-hmm. They asked. This would, this would sound like us, right? Increase our faith. In other words, we think we have faith. If you go to most people that are born again children of God, most churches, and we ask, do you have faith? Oh, yes. That you, you know, I, I have faith. Or would you go pray for, you know, Aunt Boo Boo? Because she has lots of faith. Uncle Ding Dong, he has lots of faith. What do you mean they have lots of faith? They go to church all the time. I know a lot of people that go to church all the time. There's not an ounce of faith. So Jesus right here says, well, if if you had some. (laughs) I know you think you have a lot. But if, if you have some, if you have some. If if you have some, now we've already discovered in the word of God that we have some. Say, I have some. When we come into the kingdom of God, we've already learned through the word of God, we've been dealt the measure of faith. And Jesus said right here, if you have some, say, "I I have some. If you have faith as a mustard seed, you can say to this mulberry tree, be pulled up by the roots and be planted in the sea and it would obey you. So not only is our faith precious, he says, if you have faith as a mustard seed, if you have just a little bit of faith, if you have just a quarter, I mean, notice what he's saying here. If faith is precious to you, you will say to this mulberry tree, notice how faith is also powerful right here be pulled up by the roots. Picture this, be pulled up by the roots and be planted in the sea and it would obey you. So not only is faith precious, you come into the kingdom of God, you've received the measure of faith. And Jesus said, if you have faith, you're going to be saying faith um, believes and faith speaks, right? He says, you're going to be sane, and this is what's going to happen. It's going to you saying, you, you, the faith that you have right now, there's enough power in it for you to pull up that tree by the roots and you to relocate that tree and put it in the ocean. Faith is not only precious, faith is also powerful, but he's wanting us to tap into it. Amen. He's wanting us to tap into it. He's saying, if we had faith, just a little bit of faith, just the faith of a mustard seed, we would walk in power. That you and I, we, we have the power to pull a tree up by a trute. And even though the sea might be 20, 30, 40 miles away, that through faith you can relocate it in the ocean. Now I know that this is, can be boggling to the mind. Well, bless God. No, listen to what he's saying. We have the faith of who? Of God. Where did this faith come from? It was a gift from... This faith is in you and it's in me. And he says, now it's up to us to develop. Don't you be ashamed of it because it is the power of God unto healing, unto soundness, unto salvation. It is the power of God. The faith of God is precious. How precious is your faith? The same faith that God has saved is the same faith that helps us receive healing. The same faith that brought us out of the the chains of darkness and, and hindrances and obstacles and demonic activity is the same faith that continues to take us from glory to glory, faith to faith. Faith is precious and faith is powerful. He says, and this faith that you have that's so powerful, it's an indicate there's an indicator, and it's by what you say. Go to Second Corinthians chapter four. Say faith is precious and faith is powerful. Faith is powerful. Second Corinthians chapter four, verse thirteen And since we have the same spirit of faith, according to what is written, I believed and therefore I spoke. We also believe and therefore speak. The spirit of faith believes and the spirit of faith speaks, right? How did we get saved? We believed in our heart unto righteousness and we declared with our mouth unto salvation. First John chapter five, verses 11, 12 and 13. It says we not only believe that we receive Jesus, but he says continue to believe. So in order for us to not only walk by faith and to live by faith, it's going to be using our heart. We believe with our heart and we declare with our mouth unto salvation. We believe in our heart, the word of God, and we declare with our mouth the word of God unto healing. We believe in our heart, the word of God, and we declare with our mouth the word of God concerning finances. We believe in our heart and we declare with our mouth the word of God unto deliverance. We believe in our heart and we declare with our mouth the spirit of faith believes and the spirit of faith speaks. Isn't that the way God created the world? He he believed and he spoke and he framed the world's With his word. And you and I are created in his image and in his likeness, and we believe, therefore, we speak. Now go to Hebrews chapter 11. Faith is precious, faith is powerful, and faith is pleasing. Faith is pleasing. now faith let's just start in verse one now faith is say faith is. faith is faith is so faith is always in the present right say it's in the present now faith is the substance of things hoped for now I want to read a few definitions of the word substance now faith is so so god is is he is the healer he he is the i am he is the deliverer, he is the provider, he is not he was or he's going to be, he, he is, he is the I am, he, he is, so if he is, I is, if he is the healer, I is the healed, if he is the provider, I is the provided for, if he is the deliverer, I is the delivered, he is, now faith is, say it is. The Word is, faith is, God is, it's always now, faith is. In the beginning was the Word, the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And the Word is the carrier of faith. Faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. So, the Word is. If faith is, the Word is. So, when I read the Word, faith comes. The the Word is, faith is. Now, the Word is... The substance. Faith is... The substance. The Word is the substance. Definition of substance. The Word is the ground. The Word is the base. The Word is the support. The Word is the confidence. The Word is the assurance. So now faith is... The ground. Faith is the base. Faith is the support. Faith is the confidence. Faith is the assurance. The Word is the ground. The Word is the base. The Word is the support. The Word is the confidence. The Word is the assurance. The Word of God is the faith of God. The Word of God is the confidence of God. The Word of God is the assurance of God. The Word of God is the substance it's the confidence, it's the certainty, it's the assurance. The word of God is, it is, it is. In the Amplified it says, it is the, t- the confirmation and the title deed of things we hope for being proof of things we do not see. The word of God is assurance. The word of God is confidence. The word of God is Confirmation. You, you think of a confirmation number. You know, we travel all over the, the country and, and we're going to go from point A to point B. We don't see the hotel room, but we have a confirmation number that we're very confident in that whenever I walk up to the desk, I'm expecting a room somewhere because I have a confirmation number. I go up to the to the to the desk at the airport and I'm confident that I have a seat on that airplane Even though I can't see the airplane and I can't see the seat, but I've got a confirmation number saying that's my seat. So the word of God is my confirmation number that there is a seat for me somewhere. There's a room for me somewhere. It's the title deed. If I, if I have a title deed, it's proof that I have a car somewhere. If I have a title deed, it's proof I have a house somewhere. You don't even need to see the house or see the car, but you know, I have it because I have the title deed. Maybe What? Whatever it is, God sent you and I a text message. And 1 Peter 2.24 is our confirmation number that we step up to the counter knowing that healing is mine because I have a confirmation number. That provision is mine because Philippians 4.19 is my confirmation number. Amen. Third John 2 is my confirmation number. Don't tell me I don't have provision somewhere coming to me somehow. That's not mine to figure out. Mine is to keep my faith in Him and to allow my confirmation number to develop my faith and allow assurance and confidence and certainty To be in my life because I have a confirmation number. You can't talk me out of my seat on healing train because I got a confirmation number. You can't talk me out of my title deed that, that says I have the provision. The word is the title deed. The word is the confirmation number. So whatever you're facing... This is the Word of God unto salvation. It is the power of God. It is the ability to get results when we believe. When we believe how? With a personal trust. When we believe how? With a confident surrender. When we believe how? With a firm reliance that I've got my confirmation, my title deed, and I don't care what anybody else said, it's mine. Amen. Amen. Faith is the ground. Faith is the support. Faith is the substance. Faith is the assurance. Faith is the certainty. Well, how do I, I take it from here into here to the point of certainty? Come here, Freddie. Come, come here, Vic. So let's just say I trust you, right? <laughs> so so stand, stand right over here and stand right over here. Now, you catch me, okay? Now, let's just say, let's just say, I I know Mr. Healing. I know God as healer. I know Him as Jehovah Rapha. I know Him as healer because I've spent time, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. I have the confirmation that I'm healed by the stripes of Jesus, a title deed that he already sent his word and healed me of every manner of sickness and every manner of disease. I know healing and I trust. I have a a confident surrender, a personal, a personal trust, a firm reliance that whenever I lean back on Mr. Healing and I trust you in Jesus name, (laughs) it's going to be there for me. It's going to catch me. But if I just know about Jehovah Jireh, that God provides my need, I might might want to, but every time I I don't really have a a firm reliance because I don't really know. I'm not real certain, so I'm going to keep trusting in myself. I'm going to keep relying on myself, but over here, boy, I know healing. I'm confident in healing, but God to supply my need. But when we take our confirmation, our title deed, the word, not only do we know about Mr. Healing, we know Mr. Healing. God is healer. Not only do we know about God as provider, but now we know God is our provider Makes sense? Would you give the guys a hand clap? Thank you. That really would have messed up my demonstration if you'd dropped me with. <laughs> we come out of the kingdom of darkness and come into the family of God, and we are dealt the measure of faith. And now faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And we're not ashamed of this word that we're hearing, just like we weren't ashamed of the way we used to live. We're not ashamed of the word of God on victory. We're not ashamed. And now this word that we're not ashamed of, it becomes the power of God. Power being the ability to get results. It becomes the power of God unto healing, unto provision, unto soundness, unto guidance. Now we're not just knowing about it, but we are believing. This is the power of God to those who believe. How? How do we believe? With a confident surrender. How do we believe? With a firm reliance. How do we believe? With a personal trust. This faith, it's precious. Say it's precious. precious. This faith, it's powerful. Say it's it's powerful. This faith is pleasing. It's pleasing. It's pleasing. Remember when Jesus comes back, he says, Will I find faith on the earth? It's pleasing. He's looking for this faith that pleases him. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Let's just keep reading for a little bit. Hebrews 11. We're getting ready to be done here. You doing okay? Our faith is in him, isn't it? Our faith is precious. Say, our faith is precious. Our faith is is powerful. Our faith is is pleasing. pleasing. Hebrews 11, verse 1. Now, faith is a substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Verse 2. For by it, faith, the elders obtained a good testimony. By faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God, so that the things which are seen were not made of things which are visible. Verse 4, by faith Abel offered to God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain, through which he obtained witness that he was righteous, God testifying of his gifts. And through it, he being dead still speaks. Verse 5, by faith Enoch was taken away so that he did not see death and was not found because God had taken him. For before he was taken, he had his testimony that he pleased God. Verse 6, but without faith it is impossible to please him. Faith pleases God. Say it, pleases God. For he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he is the rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Now go with me to Genesis 15. Say, faith pleases God. Faith pleases God. God. Our faith is in him. Say, "My my faith is in him. My faith is precious to me. I'm glad three of you got that. (laughs) Genesis 15, verse 1. And after these things, the word of the Lord came. How does faith come? By By hearing and hearing by the word of God. See, Abraham didn't have Hebrews chapter 11 like you and I did. Do. Right? And it says, and after these things, the word of the Lord came to Abram in a vision. So faith came. And he says, do not be afraid, Abram, I am your shield, your exceedingly great reward. Faith came, I am your shield, and I am your exceedingly great reward. Faith came, Hebrews chapter 11 verse 6 says, without faith it's impossible to please God, but those who come to God must believe that He is, and He is the rewarder, He is the rewarder of them that diligently seek Him. He is the rewarder of them that diligently go after him. He is the rewarder of the, them that diligently draw near to him. He is the rewarder for them that, that, that knock. He is the rewarder of them that ask. He is the rewarder of them that not only believe, but they do. He is the rewarder. Say, so he, he is the rewarder. So he spoke this word to Abraham that he is, he is his exceedingly great reward, right? So he spoke and what happened? Faith came. Now he goes on, but Abram said, Lord God, what will you give me? Seeing I go childless. In other words, he's saying, Lord, you know, that's great and everything, but I don't got a child. (laughs) And the heir of my house is Eleazar of Damascus. Then Abram said, look, you have given me no offspring. Indeed, one born of my house is my heir. Let me read that again. Look, you have given me no offspring. Indeed, one born in my house is my heir. Verse four, and behold, the word of the Lord came to him. How does faith come? By hearing, the word of the Lord came to him, saying, This one shall not be your heir, but one who will come from your own body shall be your heir. Then he brought him outside and said, Look now toward heaven, and count the stars if you're able to number them. And he said to him, So shall your descendants be. Verse 6. And he believed in the Lord, and he accounted it to him for righteousness. So notice how faith came by what? Hearing the word of God. How does faith come for you and I? By hearing the word of God. What pleases God? Faith pleases God, right? It says right here that whenever he heard the word, then he chose to believe the word. The spirit of faith believes and the spirit of faith speaks, correct? When he chose to believe what God said, it accounted him uh, unto him for righteousness It pleased God to make him righteous because he not only heard the word, but he believed the word and he acted on the word and it pleased God to him. His faith was precious, so precious that it affected you and I. So precious that it's affected the church. So precious that it allowed God to come through that lineage and and produce Jesus on the earth to bring you and I back in relationship with God. His faith was so precious. Your faith is so precious that it's going to affect generations. Your faith to believe God is so precious not only going to bring deliverance to you, it's going to bring deliverance to others. It's not only going to bring provision for you, it's going to bring provision for others. It's not only going to spare your life, it's going to spare the life of others. We have the faith of God and it is precious. Say, it is precious. But this precious faith is not just precious, but it is powerful. It is the same faith that created the heavens and the earth. It is the same faith that raised Jesus from the dead. It is the same faith that parted the Red Sea. It is the same faith that opened blind eyes and deaf ears. It is the same faith. This faith is powerful that it translated Enoch. He was and then he was not. And this faith pleases God. This faith that is in Him. In Him. Not in us, not in our job, not in our family, not in our friends, in, in Him. In Him. How, how, how do I, I develop that certainty, that confidence in Him? See, I've spent years sitting on chairs that I don't even think about it now. I'm just confident that in the way they're made, so I can sit, I can rest. Because of the confidence that we have in chairs. It's the same way that we spend time. In God's word hearing faith comes by hearing and hearing and hearing and remember it's the certainty it's the confidence it's the assurance it's the base it's our confirmation it's our title deed just like that chair we have that confident surrender we sit on it we stand on it it's and we don't even think about it it's just our natural reaction it used to be natural to cuss but now it's natural to say thank you lord It used to be natural to think on lack, but now it's natural to think on the blessing. It used to be natural to think on sickness, but now it's natural to think on healing. It used to be natural to hoard money. Now it's natural to tithe and honor and bless. It's natural to worship. It's natural to overcome. It's natural to believe. It's natural to live in victory. It's natural to get up and shout glory to God. It's natural. Because this is the victory that overcomes the world. Even our faith. Did you get something out of the word tonight? Can we give the Lord praise? Hallelujah. Father, we just love you so much. And we thank you for the word of God that does not return void. And Holy Spirit, we ask. That you continue to, to reveal the heart of the Father concerning the faith that you've placed on the inside of us. That our faith is in you. When we get up in the morning, our faith is in you. When we lay our head down tonight, our faith is in you. When we think about our kids, our faith is in you. When we think about the abundance coming to us, our faith is in you. When we think about our divine health, our faith is in you. When we think about flourishing and thriving, our faith is in you. Father, our faith is precious to us. Our faith is powerful. It is powerful powerful in our life. Father, right now, we put a demand upon resources right now. We put a demand upon increase right now. We put a demand upon the healing power of almighty God right now. Ah, Father, our faith is pleasing to you. And that is our heart. We want to please you. We want to please you in our family. We want to please you in our businesses. We want to please you in our church. We want to please you, Lord. We love you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Joseph, would you go ahead and come on up? God bless you guys. Thank you all so much.